0: Around the moral issues of our time, visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Oh Lord, my God, thou searchest me; my heart and mind are unto to thee. Nothing is hidden from thy eyes. When I sit down and when I My thoughts and my secret yearning. So we'll start off as usual by praying the deck of the rosary and pray the third glorious mystery, which is the descent of the Holy Spirit upon Mary and the apostles, praying that we would be open to the Working of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with Thee. Blessed art Thou among women. Blessed the fruit of Thy womb, Jesus. Hail Mary, grace, <coughs> them, them, <coughs> Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among them, and blessed the fruit of them, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among them, and blessed the fruit of them, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among them, and blessed the fruit of them, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among them and blessed the fruit of them, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among them and blessed the fruit of them, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among them and blessed the fruit of them, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed the fruit of thy Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed the fruit of thy Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among them and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed are the fruit of thy Jesus. <clears throat> Glory be to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit. O my Jesus. The purpose of the class today will be to help us to grow in friendship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And it's based on a very famous movie that some of you have probably seen. Your parents definitely have, and the name of the movie is Marcelina Ponevino. Marcelina Panevino, very, very endearing movie. So the whole thrust of the talk today will be based on that movie but I'd like to derive from that movie how this boy was able to establish a deep friendship with Jesus Christ and we also are called into a deep friendship with Christ and that's the primary purpose of why we're here for two years to establish a, a deep growing dynamic friendship with Christ in this life as well as in the life to come so uh, take out your worksheet. <clears throat> okay, pick it up. And you can see a picture there which is very symbolic of why we are Catholics. You can see Jesus hanging on the cross, but you see right over where the heart of Jesus is, You have the blessed sacrament. The blessed sacrament. That's the host that I lift up. Which is turned into Jesus. Maybe you saw the movie. Il Gran Milagro. That's Il Gran Milagro. The greatest miracle. Which you see. The host is really. The sacred heart of Jesus. In reality. Not symbolically. But in all truth. Okay. Stop doing that. Yeah. Okay. Let's start to read, and then we'll fill in our sheet. A charming, simple, heartwarming film that all should view, almost as if it were a prayer, is the classic Marcelino Panavino. Most of you know enough Spanish to be able to translate that. Marcelino. Panevino means what? Bread and wine. Okay, Marcelino Panevino. An orphan infant is dropped off in front of a Franciscan monastery. <coughs> the very mercy of the religious community. The discernment is unanimous that they adopt the little boy to be one of the Franciscan family. The infant grows into a little child, learning quickly to talk, to walk, to climb, and to discover new treasures. One day, the little boy, Marcelino, climbs the stairs of the monastery home and wanders aimlessly, but guided by divine providence, into one of the upstairs rooms. This not chance encounter, but providential encounter, encounter, would radically transform the life of this little boy. In this room, little Marcelina's eyes look up to a Look up to gaze upon a man who's hanging on the wall. Nail the two pieces of wood. We call this the crucifixion and the crucifix. Marcelina believes in his childlike simplicity that the man on the cross is truly alive. Therefore, Marcelina begins to converse with the man on the cross. As strange as this might seem, the man hanging from the cross responds to the little boy. They're getting to know each other by frequently talking to each other. Compassion gushes forth from the little boy's heart. Upon contemplating this poor man suffering so much, almost without clothes, bones jutting out from his side, a piercing crown of thorns penetrating his head. All of these painful details move the little boy with a desire to alleviate his suffering. The conversation goes deeper upon every encounter. However, Marcelino does not simply want to show his friendship with this poor, suffering, and half-naked man with words. Rather, he wants to show his love by deeds. Skinny people need to eat. So Marcelina brings this hungry man bread. Dry bread on the palate produces thir- thirst. Marcelina brings wine. Having barely any clothes, the poor man will shiver at night so Marcelino sacrifices his own blanket. However, most painful is that crown of thorns piercing his skull, Marcelino is daring enough to climb the ladder and remove the sharp thorns, risking the cutting of his own little hands. Every time Marcelino comes to visit this man, that he truly loves, their friendship grows stronger and stronger. Marcelina can't live without this dear friend. Finally, Marcelina opens his wounded little heart to the man on the cross, expressing his sorrow and suffering for never having experienced the tender presence, love and concern of a real mother. The man on the cross invites Marcellina to meet his own mother, A loud noise resounds throughout the room and little Marcelino falls back, faints and breathes his last. He is taken up to heaven to the loving embrace of his true mother, Mary the Blessed Virgin. She is the mother of this man on the cross, the tender and loving mother Marcelino and our mother too. This story and movie *Marcelina Ponivino has many precious lessons. One of the key lessons is the following. Growing in friendship with Jesus by visiting him, talking to him, and opening up our hearts to him about all that is going on in our lives. Jesus stated clearly, unless you become like a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Therefore, let us learn this lesson of becoming like the little child and cultivating a true, sincere, and dynamic friendship with Jesus. Jesus called his apostles friends at the Last Supper. The famous painting of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, with a fire of love gushing forth from his heart, has the letters inscribed below Jesus, el amigo que nunca Jesus is the friend that will never fail us. Let us learn some clear and practical ways that, like Marcelino, we too can grow daily in our friendship with Jesus. This is the friendship that really matters most for us in time and for all eternity. Amen? So let's see, how can we become a true friend of Jesus Christ? That's the purpose of the rest of this year. See, how can we really become friends to Jesus Christ. He wants you to be his best friend. He wants you to be his best friend more than you want it. We have to open up our hearts to him. He's knocking at the door of our hearts. We just have to open up and he'll come in. And he'll start to establish this friendship. So the, the worksheet I'm going to be giving you ideas in which you can truly become a very deep friend of Jesus Christ. Do you have your pencil? Let's go for it. You go through different ways in which we can really become like this Marcelina Pontevino. The first is this you really can't love someone if you don't know who that person is. Right? I mean, you can't can't love the person, don't even know who the person is. So we have to get to know Jesus Christ. This is the Ignatian dynamic. Knowledge generates love. Love, a desire to follow. Follow, a desire to bring others to Christ. And then, knowledge, love, following, results in transformation. No longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Amen. Okay, knowledge of Jesus. How are we going to get to know Jesus? Okay, write this down. Every day, read a part of the Gospels. Every day, read a part of the Gospels. So write down next to the Gospels (coughs) these letters. You can write down the letters. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. M-T, M-K, L-K, and J-N. M-T, M-K, L-K, and J-N. That's the initials for the four Gospels. And the four Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Okay? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Let's repeat those Gospels, even even, even behind your mask. You can do it. The four Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Say it again. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Once more. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. New Year's proposal, if you read a chapter a day within about eighty days, less than three months, you will have read all the four gospels. Okay, you'll have read all the four gospels. You read one chapter a night, because Matthew has twenty eight chapters, Mark has sixteen, Luke has twenty four, and John has twenty one. Before three months, you have them all read. If you're getting to know who Christ is. Alright. Number two. Uh, We want to read the gospel, but we want to turn that into a prayer. How can we define prayer? There are many definitions. I'd like to give this definition. Okay, the definition of prayer I'd like you to write is prayer is listening to God speaking to God and loving God. Those three verbs. Gerunds, huh? It is listening to God, speaking to God, and loving God. That's a great definition. The best definition I've ever heard Father, Father Greg Staub. You listen to God, speak to God, you love God, you're praying. Okay, number three. Place to pray. Where can you pray? Where can you pray? I'll give you two places. Are you listening? And, okay, in and the quiet of your room, and the inner recesses of your heart. Amen? You like that? The quiet of your room, but the inner recesses of your heart. Yeah, the inner recesses of your heart, that's really where prayer goes on. But but you have to have a quiet room, because if If there's a lot of noise, you can't really hear God when there's a lot of noise. But in the recesses of your heart, Jesus says, go into your room, close the door, and talk to God. That's where you encounter God. Jesus says, the kingdom of God is within us. The kingdom of God is within us. Okay, what about a set time for prayer? Okay, a set time for prayer would be pray when you get up in the morning. At least a short prayer. At least a short prayer. Pray before your meals. Maybe you don't do that, but tell your parents, hey, you know, Father said we should pray before we eat. Your grandparents would do that, and my parents, would. we'd always sit down to pray and then we'd have our meal. And then also pray before you go to bed. Those are three set times. When you get up, before meal times, and before you go to bed. You can pray anywhere. As everyone is worried about the COVID, I just got back from getting a COVID test with one of the brothers, no? So we had to drive in the car to Buena Park. And guess what we did when we were driving in the car to go to the doctor to get our COVID test? Guess what we did? It was about 15 minutes to get there. Then the way back we said, hey, let's pray the chaplain of divine mercy. So we prayed the rosary on the way to the doctor's. On the way back, we prayed the chaplain. We arrived here about ah, 10 to 4, right on time. So you see, we didn't waste time. I told the brother, come on, let's pray the rosary, of course. I was driving, so he led the rosary. And it took about 15 minutes. So you can pray the you can pray in the car. I've been with Mary on mission to Yorba Linda. You know where Yorba Linda is? You ever hear of Yorba Linda? We prayed. We prayed from here to Yorba Linda four rosaries because it's about it was about an hour to get there with traffic. Why not? For me, I, I just I, I love to pray. You know, it's better than praying one rosary. Pray two rosaries. What's better than two rosaries? Three rosaries. What's better than three rosaries? Four rosaries. What's better than one mass? Two masses. <laughs> for me, we're only going to change this world by by men and women that pray. That's the way we're going to help this world to be a better place because prayer is union with God. Amen. So I'm saying, for you, okay, you pray in the morning, before the meal time, before you go to bed. But I was praying in the car. Sometimes when I'm taking a walk in the park, I'll pull up my rosary, I'll pray there. So really, you can pray anywhere you want. Anytime you want to talk to God, God will always listen to you. This is ironic. God is never too busy for us, but we're too busy for God. Isn't that sad? God is never too busy for us, but we're too busy for God, because we have important things to do, right? <laughs> it therefore more that we're important than God, no? So whenever you want to pray to God, you can. Now, I've often wondered about that. How many, there's about 7.2 billion people in the world, something like that? That's what the sociologists say, 7.2, 7.3 billion. How, how could 7 billion people talk to God at the same time and God can be listened to them all at the same time? It's kind of a mystery, isn't it? It's like you're having a phone conversation with four people at the same time. You ever do that? (laughs) can be done, right? There's a phone call with four members. One's in Mexico, another one in Texas, another one in Hawaiian Gardens, another one is in in Long Beach. Good image, isn't it? Yeah. So God God is never too busy for us, but we're too busy for God, ironically. But we should never be too busy for God. Amen? All right, let's move on. So, a set time for prayer, uh, a method for prayer. You know, we all have, we all have to have methods in in learning, in learning new things. For example, probably probably your your, your mother or father. They've probably tried to learn English, right? And they probably learned it, okay, not perfect, but they're speaking. You're sometimes embarrassed when they try to speak English publicly, right? <laughs> well, you know, at least they're trying, right? Well, you know, when you, if you learn English, being a teacher myself, you have to have three different three different tools to learn a language. What would they be? Some of you might be future teachers. You have to have Vocabulary. You know what that is. Vocabulary. Second, you have to have grammar. You know what that is. The difference between present, past, future, conditional, subjunctive, a gerund, a, splint, a split infinitive. You have to have. You have to have grammatical tools. And what's the third? You have to have pronunciation. You know, I have to be able to pronounce. So that that would be a method for learning languages. You might tell your mom that when she starts to pick up pick up English, right? <laughs> so there's also method, a prayer method. So I'd like to teach you a prayer method when you're prayer method when you're reading the Bible, because you should all learn eventually how to pray using the Bible. <clears throat> so <clears throat> write this down. Number number one is read. Good read. Second would be Memorize. Memorize the basic biblical passage. Third is Understanding. Understanding. What is the Word of God saying to me? Understanding. I want to try to understand you're reading the Bible. What does it mean to me? The last two words would be practical application. A practical application. You know what that means? Practical application is you want to try to put it into practice. You're reading the Word of God you're memorizing it, you're understanding it. Now, how can I put this into practice? You want to be able to put it into practice. you probably heard the story of Jesus is in the boat with the Apostles and he falls asleep and there's a big storm that descends upon the lake. And the Apostles, they panic and they wake Jesus up and they say, Lord, save us because we're sinking. And Jesus says, men of little faith. And he says to the wind, be quiet. And right away there's a calm. Well, you know, we all have storms in our lives. Right? We all have storms in our lives. What does that mean? We all have problems. When we have these storms in our lives, we have to say, Lord, help me. And the Lord can calm the storm in your life. That would be an example for you. We all have storms, right? Now we're going through a pandemic storm. <laughs> when is this pandemic going to end? We thought it would be over in about a year. We're heading into the third year and it's getting worse and worse, right? Well, Lord, calm the storm. Calm the pandemic storm, at least in my family, huh? You read the Bible and you're open. You, the Bible is really going to speak to you. And you talk to Jesus like pa- it pa- and he's going to help you. Now some people never happen, some people they're praying and it seems as if God doesn't respond. You're praying for something. And the response is this God always hears us. But sometimes God says no. Sometimes he says later on. Sometimes he says Yes, but under the condition that. Okay. <laughs> you hear that? God always hears us, but sometimes he says no. Other times he says yes, but later on. And third he says, under, under the condition that you go to confession, because you haven't been to confession in two months. You're holding, you're holding on to maybe some of your sins. You've got to give those up. And I'll extend my hand. And I'll grab onto your hand. we'll walk in the water. Amen? <laughs> yes. But God always hears us. But the thing is, we have a microwave spirituality. We want things to happen. You ever use a microwave? Put in the water there. In 90 seconds, it's boiling over, Right? it's called the microwave theology Lord, I want it right now hurry up, 90 seconds is over come on Lord, cough it up the infallible Navina to St. Jude come on, let's go well that's not the way you deal with God God knows what's best for us we have our clock I have a degree in philosophy did you know that time is a human concoction time once never existed who created time? You ever think about that? Once time never existed. God is the one that created time. And he knows what's best for us. His time clock is better than your time clock. But we think that our time clock is better than God's time clock. That's why we end up with a broken clock. huh? <laughs> we End up with a broken clock. Uh, here's one for you. Uh, why did the man throw the alarm clock out the window? You know why? He wanted to see time fly. Ah, I got you. Okay. you. Got that? Here's one for you. Did you know that a, a broken clock is right twice a day? You ever think about that? Mary, that's too much for them, I think, Okay. <laughs> Is it true that a broken clock is right twice a day, or am I telling you a lie? Talk that out with your parents at, at, at dinner tonight. Okay, then I'll explain it next week. Okay? <laughs> All right. So number six is having helpful images. <coughs> we should have helpful images to help us to pray. Yes. Okay. What are some helpful images? most of you probably 75 if not eighty percent of you are of Mexican origin I mean, most of your parents were born in Mexico what's the most famous image of the Mexicans what do you think babe Ruth Michael Jordan no Our lady Guadalupe I can't imagine a Mexican household that does not have at least one image of Our Lady Guadalupe. I can't imagine. Unless that Mexican became a Jehovah Witness. Sometimes that happens, right? And they throw that in the trash because they say, you're practicing idolatry. You shouldn't have images before your eyes. But for us, we love the image of Our Lady Guadalupe. So write that down. Our Lady Guadalupe. The second image is the one that you can see right in front of you. You who are on my right. The divine mercy image. Let us see the image of the most sacred heart of Jesus. Those are the three most famous images in the world. Do you know that? Lady Guadalupe. Divine Mercy and the Sacred are the three most important images in the world. And you, you should all have in your rooms those three images. Maybe they're not as big as in the church. No? I wish they were. <laughs> Probably no room for your bed then, huh? <laughs> but the bigger, the better. You know why? Because you come home from school. And maybe you've had a tough day. Maybe you played sports and you lost. Maybe instead of getting your typical A, you got an A minus, no? Or B plus, no? Or one of your friends, you had an argument with one of your friends. You're, 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 you're a little bit sad. You come into your room and you see Our Lady Guadalupe and the Divine Mercy smiling at you. You feel better right away. Right, Mary? Right away you feel better. Yeah, you just see them, hey, life isn't so bad. Hey, Mary loves me, Jesus loves me. It's like Marcelina talking to Jesus on the cross. I'm not alone, but I've got Jesus and Mary as my best friends. Amen? It's not as bad as you think. You've got two people that really love you. Jesus, Mary, and the third person, St. Joseph. Okay. So having helpful images can help us to pray better. Another helpful tool in prayer. And last year. I said this. uh, You know last year we had confirmation. Did you know we had confirmation? All the classes were in the big church. Because the pandemic was really strong. We had all the students in in the big church. And um, I mentioned to them. In one of the classes. And write this down. Another helpful tool. A good Catholic prayer book <coughs> A good Catholic prayer book okay how many how many of you made your first communion? Okay what do, what were the gifts that you received for your first communion you got maybe a candle? Maybe a rosary. But what else? You remember. Come on. You don't remember. Boy. Teenager with, with Alzheimer's, huh? You got, come on, you got a prayer book. Come on, didn't you? They didn't. I guess these are different times, huh? When I was a child, you know, about a year ago my mom was showing me her first communion prayer book which was from 1938. <laughs> this Saturday, my, in my mom's birthday, she's going to be 91. But my mom was proud to show me, look at this sun. It was already kind of falling apart. It was getting yellow because it was it was like 85 years old. This is my first communion prayer book that I received when I was seven years old. There in Detroit, Michigan, I made my first communion. You probably did receive a first communion prayer book, but you you lost it already, no? You lost it means that you're not using it, huh? <laughs> so what you ought to do is this. Maybe ask your mom to buy you a good a good prayer book. A really good prayer book. And if you get a good prayer book, I gave, I've gave, i given up many prayer books. There's a Catholic... The Catholic publishing company from New York has put together a prayer book with about 150 pages that has beautiful pictures. And it's got all the prayers you can imagine. The sign of the cross, the Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Creed, the prayer of the guardian angel, the act of faith, hope and charity, the act of contrition, the mass, the Mrs. the rosary, an examination of conscience, the way of the cross. I mean, it's really, really good. So every night before you go to bed, you open that up, and you read for three or four minutes. There you are, praying by reading the prayer book. That's one of the ways I learned how to pray is as a little child. I was a pretty good reader when I was seven years old. My mom and dad would pray with me. Then I kneel down for five minutes. I'd read these beautiful prayers from this prayer book. So if you have a prayer book, that's a great tool. A great tool. You could probably order one, get one online for ten bucks. It's not that expensive. I'd prefer if you could maybe get one for maybe $25. It'll be a really good one that will last your whole life rather than, I've always, my, my dad always taught me, try to buy the best quality and you end up by saving money. You get a cheap thing it falls apart and you get to buy another one within a short time. So you end up by wasting twice as much money. So, in the long run if you buy a good quality, you're actually saving money. Okay? Alright. So, make sure that you get a prayer book. A good prayer book. But it's not A Christmas decoration. You got to use it. Make sure you use it. All right. Another. Okay. If we're going to establish a true, dynamic, authentic friendship with Jesus, there will be obstacles. So if you're going to really, you're going to take seriously this friendship with Christ, there's going to be problems. Okay. What would be three of the major obstacles? In establishing a deep friendship with Christ. I'll I'll give you them right now. Okay. Letter A would be. Is the devil. Diablo. Okay. The devil. The devil will try to prevent you from praying. Okay. Take that for granted. You want to pray seriously, then the devil is going to try to prevent you from praying. And I'll give you an example. Probably your parents have tried to pray the rosary in your family, and you start to pray the rosary, then one of your brothers pushes you, then another sibling arrives late, then your father. He plops down the sofa and he starts to he starts to snore during the rosary. Okay, okay. So all those things happen, and you're not even aware of it. But behind that is the devil. The devil is going to try to prevent your family from praying because the family that prays together stays together. Okay, and if your if your family family prays together and stays together, your family is going to get to heaven together. So the devil is going to try to do all he possibly can to put up roadblocks or detours from getting you personally, as well as in your family, as well as in the church to pray well. So if he can't persuade you not to pray, he'll get you to pray less or to pray poorly. Now the devil, you see how he is, he'll try to get you not to pray. If he can't do that, to pray less. We can't do that, you'll get distracted where you're not praying that well. The devil, he's gonna do all he possibly can to get you not to pray. Okay, the second would be, so the devil, the second would be <laughs> this isn't the catechism of the Catholic Church, is that we at times we are lazy. Some of Locos. La floquera. So, laziness is another key obstacle. This is written in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. So, it's in the Catechism of the Catholic Church that is universal. Everyone in this world has a tendency to be lazy. What's easier for you? To be kneeling down on a cold, concrete, marble floor with 55 degrees... Or to be sitting comfortably on a sofa watching a telenovela eating popcorn and and Cracker Jacks? And ice cream, huh? (laughs) Obviously much easier to sit in front of TV, to be drinking your Coca-Cola, having your M&M's or your Milky Way bar than to be kneeling down when you're kind of cold and you're tempted. Much harder to pray than to sit down and be eating and watching TV. But one is going to lead us to heaven, the other maybe really lead us down the other path. Okay, and the last is, write, write down, let us let see what the ignorance, ignorance. That's why I'm giving you this class, is if we're not trained or taught how to pray, we're not going to pray. That's why we have confirmation classes. So I'm giving you some ideas, some tools, some concepts, so that you can put into practice prayer. And I'm giving you as a model, Marcelina Panovino. His friendship with Christ is what you want to be aiming at this year. Got that? All right. Well, okay. We must read on prayer. What books? Okay. Write, okay. Write down. <coughs> write down. The. Bible. Write down the Bible. Then next to that the book of Psalms, Psalms, P-S-A-L-M-S, the book of Psalms, which is actually part of the Bible. The Psalms will be the prayer book of the Bible, attributed to King David. Okay, the book of Psalms. Okay, now we have an acronym to help us to pray at certain times and places. This might be titled the five M's of a true prayer life. By the way, do you know what ASAP means? What what did you say? As soon as possible? Really? Yeah, that's good. I I have another one though. As soon as possible, how about Always say a prayer. Amen. <laughs> like that? Now you're right. As soon as possible. I thought I would give a Catholic. I thought I would baptize that. I'd give a Catholic interpretation. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. So ASAP, Always. As soon as possible, but always say a prayer. Like that. Always say a prayer. Don't forget that. Alright, so I'm going to give you an acronym, these are five different ways that we can pray, You starting with the letter M. Ready? Okay, the first is morning prayer. Morning prayer. So you start off the day by <coughs> offering yourself to God. I once heard this joke that there was this man that said there's two ways to start off the day. Saying, Good morning God. Oh good God, it's morning. <laughs> good morning God. Oh good God, it's morning. You know? For us it's good morning God. Right, right, Fatima? Yeah. <laughs> One is an optimist, another is a pessimist. Okay, a letter... Two would be mealtime prayer. Mealtime prayer. So before you eat, you bless your meal. (coughs) You bless your meal. you know that there are many, many children this evening that will go to bed without any meal. Once heard a, it was around Thanksgiving and there were these little children that are writing letters to God and one child wrote wrote a letter to God and said, I thank you God that I can choose the food that I eat. I thank you that I can choose the food that I can eat. Their children can't choose the food to eat because there's no food to eat at all. <laughs> they don't even know what a refrigerator is. We have a refrigerator and every week my mom throws some of it in the trash, right? Because there's too much. <laughs> so, mealtime prayer. The letter, okay, letter number three would be Meditation of the Bible. Meditation of the Bible. Brother J.R. gave a good one today. He said, it's better for us to meditate upon the Bible than to medicate on drugs. I like that. Amen, huh? Better to meditate on the Bible than medicate on drugs, because a lot of young people are taking drugs today, right? Maybe you have, no? Better to meditate upon the Bible than medicate on drugs. Yeah? We don't want to get high on drugs. We want to get high on God, so to speak. Oh, God to lift us up. Yes? Okay, so then we have the fourth M would be Mass, I didn't say mask, I said Mass and Holy Communion. Mass and Holy Communion. So right down next to to that, receive Holy Communion as often as possible. Some of your parents, I see, that they go to mass every day. Yeah, yeah, some I see, your your mom and dad, they go to mass every day. Some just maybe go on Sundays. You got a free day? Well, come to the mass here here, Saint Peter Chanel. Receive Holy Communion. Nothing better than that. When you receive communion, you you just feel much better, because you have God within you. And if God is with us, who can be against us? And it doesn't matter so much where we are, but with whom we are. That means with whom we are, if we have God within us, we've got everything. If we don't have God, we're the poorest person in the world. And the richest person in the world, and the poorest person in the world, Ends up in the same place. Six feet beneath the ground. God is his right? So if we are living with God. God is living with us. We're in a very good place. A very good place. Okay, we've arrived at the last M. And that would be. I always end with. Mary and the Holy Rosary Mary and the Holy Rosary So what is what, what do we have at the very end something from St Augustine And we could maybe try to memorize this. St. Augustine encourages us with these words on the importance of prayer. And he says, He who prays well, lives well. He who lives well, dies well. He who dies well, all is well. You like that? Very poetic, isn't it? He who prays well lives well. He who lives well, dies well. He who dies well, all is well. Let's say that together. He who prays well, lives well. He who lives well, dies well. He who dies well, all is well. I didn't hear any of you. Let's say it again. He who prays well, lives well. He who lives well, dies well. He dies well, all is well. One more time. He who prays well, lives well. He lives well, dies well. He dies well, all is well. Amen? The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you and I hope all of you will become like Marcelino Panavino. Jesus will always be your best friend in time and for eternity. Amen.